Stuart Gandolf here, and today I'm pleased to welcome a uh, uh, respected colleague and friend, Paul Matson, who's Chief Marketing Officer for Cleveland Clinic. And I've invited him to join us because I am absolutely fascinated that they were able to pull off something that uh, we recommend to clients all the time, but um, almost, get almost no compliance at all. And so even at a private practice level, this is hard. And uh, they managed to do it at Cleveland Clinic, which is the whole concept of offering same-day appointments. So welcome, Paul. I'm glad to have you, and thanks for joining us and talking about this topic. Thanks, Stuart. Great to be with you. So, Paul, the, uh, again, as I mentioned just a moment ago, I really am fascinated that you guys were able to do this. And talking to people at Cleveland Clinic uh, over the past couple of years, it's um, amazing you guys were able to pull this off. And it's, you know, same-day appointments are complex for anybody and uh, for a busy hospital system like yours is highly unusual. Uh, I guess that the first question is how and why did the concept or why did this, you endorse this and then how did it take hold at Cleveland Clinic? The concept originated out of um, really a, a, an issue that we believed that we faced, which was Cleveland Clinic were known for specialty care for complex care, but today we operate an integrated healthcare delivery system with 150 locations uh, from primary care to home care. And But there was still some lingering perception that Cleveland Clinic was difficult, uh, a difficult place to get appointments and a difficult place to be seen. And we really wanted to shatter that perception. And our CEO, Toby Cosgrove, conceived the idea of offering same-day appointments, and it came out of his experience that of patients who were trying to get in were offered an appointment 30 or 45 days later, but were really facing what turned out to be a critical issue. So the belief that patients oftentimes know best when they need to be seen, so we needed to create new ways, uh, for a new, we needed to create new forms of access, and uh, that, that, really was the, um, that really was the genesis of it. You know, it's funny. The I've talked to uh, Jim Merlino about the patient experience uh, from his exper track record with you guys, and having the CEO uh, endorsement and uh, backing was so important for that. And it sounds like also with this concept that um, having you know your leadership at the top and Toby Cosgo's um, leadership really must have made a huge difference. You have you have to have that to be successful. Yeah. Absolutely. So that once you have that buy-in, then you. But I'm assuming even with that buy-in, there were probably some obstacles that you had to overcome. Oh, ab absolutely. Um, I mean, this was uh, a totally new concept to everyone, and you know, access is challenging in healthcare. There's there's so much demand for our services, and there's demand for individual physicians, uh, and there's demand for individual locations. So uh, really the way we approached it, I think there were two key things. One, we we piloted the program for some time before we rolled it out through our marketing programs, and we allowed each clinical area to figure out in their own uh, way what worked best for their schedule, what worked best for their practice area. And that took some time to work out, and uh, and they were able to share best practices, but ultimately every area of the organization was able to solve it. Second, we have a centralized call center that handles all of our outpatient scheduling, which means when you ha when you have access to all of uh, your physician schedules through the electronic medical record, it, g it gave us the ability to provide that 
customer service experience where we could offer patients an appointment, uh, maybe not always at their first choice of location, but at a location somewhere in the Cleveland Clinic system. So um, I think it was a, a great example of an organization adapting in a rapid way to a new concept. And it, it took some time, but it, it, today, um, it, I, I think across the board, people will say it was transformative and, and highly successful. From my own experience, I find this fascinating because it's so difficult to do that. I mean, you guys really had to plan this out. I love the idea that you did it in stages, uh, which in retrospect makes total sense because I just it would be impossible to do this, you know, all at once. The I'm, I'm curious, knowing, uh, you know, administrators and doctors as I do, I'm assuming some were more enthusiastic about this idea than others at the beginning. And how did you get them on board? And then I, I, I bet a lot of your biggest fans now are also people that were you know, very unexcited at the first. Sure. I, you know, there's always resistance to, to change. And I think in healthcare, you know, we're going through unprecedented change in virtually every area of the, um, of the enterprise now. And um, change management uh, is critical. And it, it all starts with communications and getting people to understand the why, why was this important, and providing access to our model of care, providing access to our caregivers was something that, that we needed to dramatically improve on. And I think ultimately communications plays a central role in that. And uh, Dr. Cosgrove and I talked about this often and at length, that we could use marketing not only to uh, educate the community about same-day appointments, but also to help drive the cultural change within Cleveland Clinic. And the campaign we ultimately uh, rolled out, which is called The Power of Today, the concept was, yet we offer same-day appointments, but the most important thing is the people and the programs that same-day appointments give you access to. And that's what The Power of Today is all about. And we had that message delivered by Cleveland Clinic caregivers and physicians. And I think that messaging uh, helped drive the cultural change inside the organization and adoption of same-day appointments outside of the organization. Was it, a, was it a smooth implementation, or were there a lot of unexpected speed bumps along the way? Oh, smooth as glass. No, it was, uh, <laughs> no, there were, of course, there were, uh, there were bumps along the way. I mean, not every institute, uh, you know, there are certain institutes where access is particularly challenging. Dermatology, for example, uh, you know, there's always far more demand for those services than we could make available. Um, so, you know, as I say, the, I, I think the key to making this innovation successful was to have each uh, clinical area, each institute in our case, work to uh, solve the issue and the issues within their own area with help from our continuous improvement teams or our clinical transformation team. And, uh, you know, I think now it's, it's, we've been at it for four years, Stuart, if you can believe it. And, wow. um, and so, you know, I would say today it's, it runs extremely well. And now we're moving on to uh, really the next frontiers of access. I'm thinking about the results clinically because you probably are um, obviously helping people if you're able to see them quicker. And then also from a marketing point of view, is there a way you can summarize that for me? Well, you know, I would say, you know, we'll see over 1 million same-day appointments this year at the Cleveland Clinic. That's uh, almost a mind-boggling number. Um, I mean, I think there's, you know, incredible stories of patients who've been seen for a same-day 
who it turns out had critical conditions that they were facing and being able to get access through a same-day appointment probably saved their lives. Um, and of course, we we also have, and, and this is the um, where the evolution is going. We're now moving beyond same-day appointments. We're still offering them, of course, but we're adding uh, what we call access anytime, anywhere. We've added 14 walk-in clinics that are open Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 9 p.m., and Saturday and Sunday, 8 to 4. And we have 14 of them now. We'll have 16 by the end of the year. And that creates another unscheduled opportunity for patients to come to the Cleveland Clinic. And we've rolled out Express Care online visits, and we're seeing almost 1,000 of those a month. So we're really trying to take down the barriers to to access. We think that's a critical part of healthcare transformation. For the brand, it's been fantastic. I think um, really, as we look at attributes across the board, one that we look at is um, who offers the best combination of compassionate care and clinical excellence. And we've seen our scores uh, on that uh, and being a welcoming uh, place really increase dramatically. And and that really is part of what we were after, letting people know that Cleveland Clinic, we, while we're known for our world-class complex care, we're here to serve all the medical needs of the community. That is, again, I guess, in retrospect, not surprising to me, but it's a very interesting payoff because, uh, you know, the patient has a really hard time evaluating the skill of their surgeon when they're, you know, cutting them and when they're underneath uh, anesthesia. But they do know if they were treated well, and they absolutely know during that especially scary time that they're first being seen. So it sets the relationship up in a whole different way, I presume, in terms of the patient's um, attitude when they come into the Cleveland Clinic. Providing access, providing choices to patients for how and where they can be seen is, is I think, a transformational change in healthcare. And virtual visits, we call it Express Care Online, walking clinics, um, same-day appointments, these are all things that um, they've been incredibly well received by patients, and they're changing the way care is delivered. And I think as a healthcare provider, we need to do these things. We need to disintermediate ourselves, if you will, before other competitors step in and provide these services. So uh, I think it's been um, it's been great for the organization, but it's been more importantly, I think it's been great in terms of the care we've been able to provide to the community. And the patient response, um, for example, Express Care Online, the patient satisfaction levels we're seeing uh, with that service are beyond our expectations. Uh, that's actually probably a good topic to talk about another day because I would love to uh, drill down more on that. The um, uh, why, So if we were talking about this concept, and I mentioned to you before, we work with you know a lot of hospitals, a lot of doctors, and uh, what, what I find about you guys, that, um, why I respect what you do so often, is that some of the things that are just make sense from a consumer point of view, from a marketing point of view, we can arm wrestle with people forever, but they never really get around to it, whereas you guys are just off and running. <laughs> I mean, you guys really are focused on the patient and focused on what works. So I guess, um, you know, as we begin to wrap up here, you know, what would you tell, you know, help me convince, you know, skeptical doctors and hospitals they should do the same thing? I mean, what, is there anything else, sort of parting advice you would give them to make it worth the effort? Well, I, I think you put your finger on it, Stuart. You have to start with what's in the best interest of the patients. We, we talk about patients first all the time at Cleveland Clinic. 
Um, and, you know, when you do that, you really have to listen to what your patients are asking for. Patients were asking for appointments that would fit their schedule, access that lets them use the latest technology, access to care on the weekend for working families and working moms and dads. Um, you know, those are, it seems extremely common sense uh, when when you talk about it, but I think healthcare organizations need to challenge themselves to be innovative and to have a, and at the Cleveland Clinic, we have a culture of innovation. We always have. And whether that's uh, in our patient experience organization or it's addressing access to care or embracing electronic medical records, the clinic has always had that mindset. And, uh, you know, it's truly putting patients first when you think about how do we transform schedules around the needs of patients and not necessarily around the needs of the organization. Uh, and, uh, and I think everyone has benefited. So that's so fundamental. The um, In healthcare, the, the old model is it's an assembly line to the benefit of the doctors and the staff. And so whatever is efficient for us is what we're going to do, and it really doesn't matter. Um, to really what the patient's point of view is. When you say patients first, and it's more than just a slogan for you guys, you're actually building a culture and you're committed to that. And that's, again, what I, this is um, why I admire you guys so much. It's funny, for us, our company's a little, you know, obviously different with what we do, but we have our tagline to our company is scientific marketing delivers patients. And it's such a clarifying thing. When we're in meetings, I'll literally point to the logo on the wall. And it's like, guys, this is what we're about. And patients first is even more simple and, uh, even, and uh, you know, a exponentially more difficult in an institution uh, like yours with so many moving parts. So anyway, I'm uh, I'm just thrilled that you guys have been able to do this. It's, I'm not surprised it's taken time to roll out, but um, I think with the leadership, you know, from the top, from you two, uh, is clearly essential into making this happen. This would not be something that's going to come from somebody lower level uh, and, and with all the pushback that you would have. Um, so congratulations. That's excellent. Do you have any parting Thanks. thoughts? Thanks. I, you know, I, I think um, I would just close by saying that um, the two two things, I, I guess, one is that culture of innovation really is, is critical for any part of the organization, whether it's clinical, technology, marketing. We all need to be continually testing and investing new ideas. And you know, never be afraid to pilot something to see if it'll work before you roll it out. And you really have to have a culture that a lot of people talk about wanting to be innovative, but they don't create a culture where it's truly supported and um, and recognized, and and uh, people are willing to take some risks and sometimes fail. And um, I think you know, that's something that we're especially proud of at the clinic is is the culture that we have here. Outstanding. Paul, it's always fun talking with you. Uh, thank you so much, and um, it's terrific. So thank you again. Great, Stuart. I'll talk to you soon.